All right, guys, we've had enough cookie topics for the last couple of days or weeks, but um, let's get back to business. So there comes a time on your journey where you realize that everything is always moving forward. Everything is always on the up and up. And that is a very highly elevated place. So congratulations for even getting there. There comes a unique set of challenges at that place. So if you think of life like a video game, right? You start, you might not have anything. Um... You know, the game sets rules for how you gain and how you learn and earn in the world. And then you go out and you do that, right? So whether that is starting starting a sub-journey into school, whether that's starting a sub-journey into a career, starting a sub-journey into entrepreneurship, right, or uh, self-employment. And then there's a bunch of other sub-journeys, right? Then, once you've mastered those sub-journeys, you begin to earn. You begin to accumulate some form of wealth or riches, right? And what do we do in our video game when we've accumulated riches? We upgrade. We, up- we upgrade our character, right? Right now, in my head, for some reason, I'm thinking about... Um, I'm thinking about, like, Grand Theft Auto or, like, The Sims or, you know, games like that. I even throw it back as far as, like, Millsbury, like... They were trying to teach kids the game of capitalism from (laughs) mad young. But, you know, come on, we have Monopoly for how many years? So when you upgrade your character, right, you can pick things that attribute to who you are now, right? Now who you are as an affluent person, someone who is making money, someone who has their foot in the game. Here's where we get tripped up again because a bunch of other sub-journeys appear. Some people are over-extravagant. Some people are under-extravagant, you know, and try and maybe even are perceived as living a more lackluster life to the rest of society or the rest of the people in the game. Then there are people in the middle. I am more so a person that's in the middle because... After a while, what I learned along my journey was that the more money and wealth that you accumulate, actually the less stuff that you want, the less stuff you want around you, the less people you want around you. It's like once you really learn how to alchemize energy and how energy is related in all the aspects of our lives... Once you learn that, you're like, "Mm, I don't really want too many other things, people and places around me that will affect or alter my energy. So I feel like the higher on your journey, especially if you are like me on a journey to wealth and abundance, you start to realize that like living above your means and again, just accumulating things in, in excess can really backfire when it's time for you to elevate again, right? So I'll use myself as an example. 
as someone, again, who was doing pretty well in a video game, right? I upgraded my life, my wardrobe, my clothes, my crib, right? Like, (laughs) everything upgraded. Um, And that was great because it was like, okay, well, now I'm really finally living more comfortable. I'm living the way that I deserve, you know, all the school that I've been through all these years that I've been working, like it's finally starting to pay off. I feel comfortable, you know, but then life hits. And when life hits, life, life can show you that when it is time to elevate, sometimes all of these things need to be stripped from you. Now, this is a lesson that I've already learned. I've already learned this lesson before. I've already played the video game built myself up, upgraded my crib, my clothes, this, that, everything, right? I already did that. And I already seen it be lost, you know, for for a mystical reason, for no reason beyond human conception. And now when the test comes again, this time though, this time since I've been through that already, it's like, okay, well, listen, here the test comes again, but this time you are more prepared, you are more equipped and Things may seem brutal, but they seemed worse before and you survived, right? A way was made for you. God provided for you. You know, you were to have faith. You were to continue to look upward, continue to look up towards God, even when things all around you were crumbling, even when things seem like, they, you know, there's just failure to no avail and there's no way out. There's no way to, you know, change the situation or render as a, a different result, but that is just illusions. And that is the same thing that I struggled with before when I first happened, you know, when I first went through that test, like I was struggling keeping faith and holding faith in God, even though I knew like, nah, God always come in clutch for me. Like no matter what, sometimes our circumstances, because we are in it and because we see it and we know it, we have conscious awareness of it. It's like those circumstances can be so overpowering that you just completely forget everything that you know about faith and everything that you know about things going right and everything that you know about God being with you every step of the way. It's like you almost forget about it because you get too encompassed in the 3D. You get too encompassed in the video game realizing like, oh shit, the refrigerator is empty. You know, food, food need, clothes need car need, house need, like everything need, right? And you don't have. So you're like, okay, well, what is going on here? Because I thought I was elevating. I thought I was growing. I thought I, I thought that I was moving on up. Well, yes, <laughs> actually you are. And the thing is, is that all of those things that you had accumulated, they are actually, even though they were of affluence to one part of your life, now it's like you don't even need those things anymore. Pack light. Because where you are going, you are going to accumulate all brand new things. All brand new things are coming. All brand new wonders are coming. Brand new business partnerships, brand new relationships, brand new friendships. Like all of these things are coming and in an abundance and fast. Like when the pressure is on, right? When the pressure is on you, no matter what it is, you have to trust that it's on you for a reason. It's because you are about to be elevated. You're about to be catapulted into a whole nother life, a whole nother tax bracket, a whole nother, uh, 
you know, a whole nother scenario, a whole nother scene, a whole nother set of just people, just in general, people who are, again, even more higher than you. Like, that's one of my things that I love to have in my life. Like, I love to have friends and, and people and family in my life who are more elevated than me. Because what they do for me is they provide an example like, okay, wait, what I want is possible because I see it. I see it in this person's life, right? And it's not to envy. It's not I want what they have. No, I don't want what anybody has. Like, I'm I'm so unique and original that like everything that I want, it has to be according to me, my standards and what I think is fire. Like, (laughs) you know, like for example... Like, I don't even know how to, I don't even, I can't even give you, I can't even give you an example because I just really don't pray what people have. But like I said, when I see that people, you know, have home ownership or they've paid their car off or they paid their house off, like whatever, those are the type of things that I like to know about someone because I'll be like, damn, okay, if you did it, I could do it. Because that's how I feel about me. Like if I did it, anybody could do it because I came from nothing. I came from scraps and I built my way up, Right. There's a part. Now, all of this, believe it or not, is a prelude (laughs) to something extremely important. Because again, when you have made your way, right? And you're like, everything is good. Everything is comfortable. And God is like, well, yeah, they were comfortable for now. They were comfortable for now because I, I promised you that I will always take care of you. But I didn't promise you that there wouldn't be more changes and more elevations to come. An elevation is a change. And that's something that a lot of people on their spiritual journeys don't really acknowledge. They don't acknowledge that elevation is change. They think, oh, elevation just means like, you know, increase. Yeah, but increase is even a change. So if you don't like change, you're going to have a hard time on your spiritual journey because everything changes. And sometimes constantly, depending on how rapid you you are growing and maturing, like your changes could come every couple of weeks, every couple of months. And you just have to be on board. You have to be ready. And if you trust God, you trust that God is going to keep you ready. You're always going to be prepared. Finances, abundance, everything is always going to come when you need it because you're prepared, you're ready, you're open to God and his signs and his angels that are going to come and help you along your journey and along your path. But there's another side of that, right? Because I'm, I'm an optimist. I'm someone who sees the glasses half full, right? So I, I'm more with the, the latter. Right, I'm more with what I had described first. But there's another part of this journey that a lot of us get stuck on, like really, really, really bad. And I had this part too, you know, before before a certain great awakening that I had. I had this pattern of always going back to the past, going back to the past, going back to what is comfortable. Going back to, you know, what I know is going to work out and what I know, uh, because I've seen it with my own eyes, you know, produce fruit and produce a harvest. For example, I know that teaching is something that I can always fall back on. 
Teaching is one job that I never stop getting offers on, ever, especially because of the caliber of teacher that I am. But what I also know is that teaching is not going to put me where I want to be. And that teaching is so exhausting that trying to build my empire and teaching will clash. And I can't. I cannot do both. And that is a problem. Right. If you are a kingdom builder, a kingdom prepper, if you're if you're helping prep the kingdom of God, like you need to strip yourself of all distractions and anything that is going to pull too much from you, too much energy. So, for example, I had a very important family matter uh, where, you know, my entire family was just expecting me to drop my whole life to go and, you know, take care of somebody. And it's like, well, I did that already. I have already done that a million times. And it actually hasn't gotten me anywhere in life. Anywhere. Yeah, it's nice to say, oh, yeah, she did that. And she, yeah, that's nice. But if it's not coming from a genuine place where I personally want to do it, I'm not doing it. I'm not. Because I have to stay focused. And unfortunately, those type of situations, whether it be family wanting you back, Friends wanting you back, places, jobs wanting you back, uh, you know, relationships that want you back. You have to be very careful when you look back because for some reason this whole week I have been hearing or, or being reminded of the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and how, you know, God sent, God sent for Lot and his family, which includes his wife and his daughters, to be, to be freed right from this land before it was about to burn down before it was about to be nothing before God was about to literally wipe these people out altogether because of their evilness and wickedness and they had one command which was to not look back that was the command from given by the angels told to Lot and his family listen just don't look back don't that's so deep like people thought like it was just like oh but she's just looking back to see like no 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 You don't need to look back to see anybody's karma. You don't need to find out what's going on with anybody. You don't need to give give your attention to situations that are dead. If a situation is dead, let it be dead. Going back to dead reminds me of another scripture where Jesus says, you know, let the dead bury the dead. Like if your father passed away and you saying that you want to follow me, your father is already with me. Why would you, why would you? not follow me to go and be mourning and stuff like that. Like everything is decisions. And sometimes even though the decision may seem like real harsh and, 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 you know, stern to other people, it's not their journeys. How much time are you going to live your life for other people? Do not look back. Do not look back because you know what happened to Lot's wife when she started to hear the bombs, when she started to hear people screaming and and, and the whole town just going to shit. She looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. That part right there is so like, that is just so, that's so powerful. She turned into a pillar of salt and she stood there, right? It's like, it's like, like, let's say, for example, the slaves that were being freed, 
the slaves that were being freed, uh, whether we're talking about Moses, whether we're talking about Harriet Tubman, it's like having a way out and you're looking back, you're looking back for master, you, you're having Stockholm syndrome, you want to go back to what has treated you so poorly, but you're so used to it, you have, you have no idea of a better life that you're just going to go back to whatever you're used to, whether it's trash or not whether it's going to elevate you or not. Be- just because you're familiar with it, just because it's easier for your brain to comprehend this situation, you're going to go back to it. You're going to you're gonna be like, oh, okay, well, at least I know I'll be safe or at least I know I'll be comfortable or at least I know that things are going to work out for me or at least I know that I'm going to eat or at least I know how I'm going to sleep. Like, no, that is complacency. And the, the greatest burden, the greatest catastrophe on a spiritual journey is complacency is someone who is not ready to be propelled forward whether that is on the very beginning stages or the very end stages you have to be prepared to be propelled and if you're holding on to your past you're bringing baggage into your new life you're bringing baggage into your new journeys like you are really 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 being an enemy to yourself because you are too afraid to let go of the past. You are too afraid to break free from what is to go towards what could be. Life is what you make it. So if you have no hope, if you have no faith, then life doesn't owe you hope and faith. You have to cultivate that on your own. You have to be prepared to let shit go at the drop of a dime. That's what it means to be a true follower of Christ. There is no time to sit back and mourn. There's no time to sit back and and think about all the things that went wrong and, you know, oh, this and that. Can you fix it? If you can't fix it and there's no way, that's for a reason. That means that it's time to get out. It is time to move. It is time to elevate. Right? So, for example, for me, I have to be very careful when, when things are calling me back to New York. I left New York. New York is my Babylon. New York is my Sodom, right? Now, that doesn't mean that I can't now, you know, visit and stuff like that. But to go back, to go back, to to live there again, to breathe there again, to have a relationship with somebody there again, that is not for me. And I know that. The moment that I think or try to find comfort in anything in New York, I already know it's not going to last. It's not going to last. It's not built to last. Not for me. Because New York is a part of my past. When I left New York and did not come back, I broke a generational curse. So me going back is me, you know, just jumping right back into the curse is jumping right back into it. You have to be fearless. And trust me, as I'm saying these things, I am talking to myself. Because sometimes when I record these podcasts, this information, this passion comes from somewhere that I just don't know. And I feel like it's talking to me, but I feel like the message is so useful that it is meant to be shared with the world, with the masses. Because we are all going through something similar. Right. Let's say, for example, if you're you're working as a nurse and you're so unhappy, you really want to be a hairstylist. You really want to travel and do hair and, and make a life for yourself and make a living for yourself. Put money in your own pocket. Right. 
is like because you know that the world is so sick <laughs> and everybody needs a nurse and all the hospitals, they're always looking for nurses. It's like you you will choose what is complacent, what you know will make money rather than going for what you know will set your soul on fire, what you know will give you the passion and freedom that you need to live a life of your own, a life of abundance that you have cultivated, that you can control and manage for yourself. Is like... Well, no, I'm just going to pick the nursing because, you know, I got I to gotta survive. I got kids. I got this. I got the car. No, I got the house. I got all these bills to pay. Like, when you start to talk like that, you're too much in the world. And a lover of the world is the enemy of God. You have to be very, very careful when you are sacrificing yourself to survive in the matrix because God is trying to pull you out the matrix. So if you are obsessed with the matrix, then that means that you want to stay there. So why should God pull you out? You are, That's a waste of time. Right? That's like trying to pull a slave out of slavery. And they, they trying to hold on to their master. God says you cannot love two gods at once. You will hate one. You will, you will love one and hate the other. You have to pick and choose who you're going to serve. And if you're serving God, then that means that you should be very familiar with the with the characters that have already followed God in history, no matter what their name is, no matter what scripture you read, whether that's the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, or any other religious text, you have to know that all of these characters had to make a sacrifice. And if anything, continuous sacrifices. I don't know any characters that had that stayed still. I don't know any characters in the scriptures that that stayed still. Everybody had to move. Everybody had to make a change. Even the book of Esther, right? A lot of women who are looking for their kingdom spouses and, you know, they, they, they're, um, you know, they're, they're trying to like do all the, the beauty rituals and everything of Esther to attract their husbands. Yes, that's one part, but there's another part where Esther had to make a sacrifice. Esther had to leave behind her uncle. Right? She had already lost everything. Her family was only her uncle. But in order for her to, to gain the kingdom, yeah, her uncle could be around, but her uncle can't live there with them. Right? It's like you have to break free from what is comfortable, from what you know, to, to set the stage to reunite at some point. Like, if we are supposed to be in each other's lives, we are going to reunite at some point. But I have to go and do this. I have to go and journey out. I have to go and venture out. I have to go and take a chance to see what the world has to offer. I can't stay and hold your hand. I can't. And it's not selfish. It's power. So, so, it is very, 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 super duper important for you not to look back. Do not go back to relationships that ended. If they ended, it ended for a reason and it will never work. I promise you, it'll never work. Even if you put a, a, a patch on a patch on it, that patch is not strong enough to withhold all the, the burdens, the past pains, the traumas, all those things. That pain is going to burst through. Those emotions are going to burst through. That person is going to pretend to be what you want for a week, a month, a year, and then all of a sudden they back to their old ways. You already know that. Do not go back to old places. If God has moved you 
if God has moved you from one place to another, do not go back to a place that God has moved you from unless you are being given divine guidance to do so. But I highly doubt it. There's no scripture that ever says that you will return. I've never seen that. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe we're writing a new bite of a new Bible and you're the first one. I don't know. But I'm not returning. Do not return to old jobs. When people have treated you like shit, when people have already showed you that they didn't care about you, that they won't promote you, that they're too afraid of you to grow and elevate, why would you return back to that job, that industry, that place of business? Why? They already showed you what they're capable of. They already showed you that they don't care. So even if they do give you an offer, why now? Why? Oh, you must see my value now. Okay, well, thank you for seeing my value now. Let me see my own value and let me get the fuck up out of here. Same thing for any anything else in your life. You have to learn to let it go. There is, is, is no room. Right? There's no room. There's there's no there's not enough weight capacity for you to be bringing past baggage with you either. You have to let those things go. And you have to let them go in your mind. When you let something go in your mind first, when you just... When you just accept fate as what it is and you just say, you know what, things things are going to happen as they happen. All I can do is just take simple, simple percussions, simple. But to go above and beyond and to try and alter fate and to try to spin the wheel of fortune to go back in your favor, that, <laughs> that can be very draining, exhausting and a waste of your own time. Do the bare minimum when God is trying to move you. Do the bare minimum because you can be getting in your own way. Free yourself. Sometimes that is how the enemy knows that he can keep us bound and bonded to situations. Because of fear. Oh, but what if, what if this? But what if that? But what if I don't get a new job? But what if I don't get a new place? But what if I don't get, a, you know, a new car? But what if I don't get this? But, 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 that is all fear. And those are all things of the unknown. You don't know that. What if you do? What if you do get a new place? And what if your new place is more fire than your other place? And it's more safe. And there's no corruption. And there's nobody stealing your mail. And there's nobody harassing you. And there's nobody stalking you. There's no cameras watching you. What if you get a new place that is a place where you could take a fucking breath of fresh air for the first time in your motherfucking life? What if... What if you finally let go of that motherfucker who's been treating you like shit, using you, cheating on you, abusing you, lying about you, smearing your name, but want to come sleep in your bed, calling the police on you, doing all kinds of chaotic shit, making people not like you. What if you let that motherfucker go and find your kingdom spouse, find the one who was for you, the perfect piece that was always missing, right? What if you find that person? Who's going to hold you down, protect you, pray with you, honor you, love you, cherish you, give you whatever you need, give you the world, give you whatever they are humanly possibly capable of? What if you find that person? What if you find that perfect job, that job where you have the flexibility that you want? You can do what you want. You could get up, you could travel, you could chill, you could go work wherever you want to go. 
you can do whatever you want to do and you're making a buku amount of money an abundance a stream of abundance in money what if but you have to let go of that job that you know is going to continually try to string you along with little little cheerios of hope with with little 25 cent bonuses and promotions every couple of weeks or months right like we have to be real we have to be real fear fear can really fuck us up in the long run fear we're too afraid to let go of what we used to. That's a problem. That's a problem, right? It's like, let's say if you was in an old toxic friend group, an old toxic, um, you know, even a cult. A lot of people are in cults, which is crazy, but I'm not, I guess I'm not one to judge. But a lot of people are in cults, gangs, right? And and what if, what if you know, you, you were in there for circumstances, just like the, all the rest of us. We're we looking for hope. We're looking for peace. We're looking for love. We're looking for friends. We're looking for affluence and power, right? And we join these, these gangs, these cults, these organizations and societies and all this type of shit. And let's say, right, you find God. God is trying to propel you forward. And the cults and, and the societies is like, oh, hey, we need you to do X y, and Z, X, y, and Z thing. And you know X, Y, and Z thing goes against what the Most High is telling you to do. Who are you going to choose? The cult that's already dead? The secret society that's already dead and filled with dead people? Or are you going to choose life? You're going to choose God where there's everlasting life. What are you going to choose? Like this, just this topic just appeals to so many different people and circumstances and situations. Be careful when people are trying to hold you back. And what people will do is they will use emotions to manipulate you. They will use emotions. I've seen a devil cry. I've seen the devil cry multiple times. And remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So this is why it's up to you to be discerned. That you have to use your discernment and see what's really going on here. Because nine times out of ten, it's exactly what you think it is. Manipulation. People trying to make you do what they want to do. Even, even the point of manipulation, especially from like coworkers and places of business, where they'll try to manipulate you into thinking that they're compassionate and that they're on your side and that you should believe whatever they're saying. No, test the spirit. Test the spirit. Because after these people get what they want, trust and believe. You think they're going to care? No. Once somebody has done their job, whether that is to manipulate you to stay, manipulate you to come back, manipulate you to, to give up on your dreams or whatever it is. When, whenever, the, whenever they're done doing that, the devil gives them their reward of, you know, you being around or you, you know, just being in their presence and in their life. Because that's all they gave a fuck about was that you was just going to be around and give them your energy. And what the devil gets out of it is the devil has now blocked you from whatever you were supposed to do. Whatever life changing thing that God had for you, you let emotions and manipulation keep you stuck and stagnant in a place of desolate, in a place that was never going to grow and blossom and be nothing from the first place. You allowed yourself to be played. Congratulations, you played yourself. You cannot be afraid. 
You cannot be afraid. You cannot be afraid of the unknown. In this journey, if you claim that you're on a spiritual journey, you have to walk up to the unknown and be like, yeah, what's up? What we doing? Where we going? What's next? Oh, okay, this this stuff have to go? No problem. That person have to go? No problem. That place have to go? No problem. What's up? Let's do this. Because the moment that you try to hold on to shit is the moment that the flood drowns you. You drown in the flood. You die right there and then. The moment that you choose to stay stuck in the path, spiritually, you die. And maybe you'll get a chance later on down the line when you're stronger and more capable to follow the word of God, to follow what you're being told to do. A lot of people sit here and try to judge me because I listen to the word of God. Um, Last time I checked, God told me that God talks to everybody the same way. And people pick and choose whether they want to listen or not, depending on whether it's favorable for their life and their circumstances. So don't you sit here and try to say that what I'm saying is untrue or that how I feel is untrue or that what I believe in is untrue. I don't give a fuck. I listen. That's the difference between me and you. I actually listen. I'm actually not afraid of the unknown. For somebody who is filled with fixed signs in my sun and moon and probably some other placements that are fixed, my north node is a fixed sign. I have no problem walking into the unknown, even if it's uncomfortable. If it's uncomfortable, you may see me shed a few tears. I'm not going to hold you. I probably shed a few tears. I probably have some little nostalgic moments, but to want to return? No. No. My North Node is in Scorpio, which means that when things is done, they're dead and I'm over it. I'm over it. A path, a journey, a person, a place, a thing. When it's done, it's done. It's dead and I'm over it. Next. I have to keep evolving. And the moment that I stop evolving is the moment that I die. Why would I want to die? Why? How does that make sense? Why would I want to be in a place filled with death? A place where there is no life. A place where there is not even a breath of fresh air. A place where you have to look over your shoulders. Why would I want to be there? Why would I want to be in a place where there is misery, sickness? Why would I want to be there? Sometimes you have to be real about situations. You have to be real because nobody else is going to be real. Everybody's going to do what they what society thinks. Society is not running my fucking life, though. I don't get paid off society. I get paid because I have to make moves. Same thing with you. You need to make a fucking move and stop being afraid. Who cares? Society's going to talk shit about good things and bad things. Something could be good, society could say it's bad. Something could be bad, society says it's good. Who cares about what society... Society has no idea of nothing. Society is fluid. How could something fluid run, run your life? That doesn't make sense, which is why you also shouldn't let other people and emotions run your life either. So I hope that this message has inspired somebody because it definitely inspired me and I can't wait to play this back and listen and get the guidance again for myself. Um, but I love y'all. You know, I love y'all and, and never be afraid of change. Never be afraid of change. Never be afraid to let the dead bury the dead. Never be afraid. Because the only thing standing between you and the destiny that God has for you is you. So I love you and until next time.